Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Are you ready for the Word of God? In fact, the more I prepare this teaching, the more I like it. I don't know about you, but I like this teaching very much. It's really opened my eyes and helped me to walk the Christian life in the right way. I would like to come back to the series. I teach this off and on so that some people will not miss it. And I would like to kind of come back every few Sundays and people can hear this off and on. The topic of this sermon we call, or the title of this series called The Way to Victory. Let me read from Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This scripture talks about two words. Number one, perishing. Number two, repentance. How many people want to perish? Raise your hand up. If you raise your hand, I want to do brain transplant because your brain is not working very well. No one wants to perish. And the Bible says that the way out of perishing is repentance. The alternative to destruction and calamity and being purged is repentance. The word repentance is a good word, but we rarely hear this word in the church today because people may feel offended by saying you need to repent of your sin and your mistakes. But actually, repentance is a very good word. It's the key to get you out from problems in your life. One of the characters of God that I'm very impressed with is the character of long-suffering. His patience and long-sufferings are amazing. Your patience can be long gone when God is barely beginning his long-suffering. If you promise somebody to do something, A month later, you may change your mind because you cannot stand that person's behavior anymore. But for God, when he says something to you, he promised something to you, 900 years later, he still do it because he is a God of long-suffering. How many people have this thought? I have had, and I have to repent. Sometimes I think this way. God, how long are you going to put up with this behavior of that person? Why don't you do something? Why don't you send fire to burn that person? Have you ever thought that? I did. Sometimes I'm so fed up with some people's behavior. And I say, God, why are you so patient? But in fact, I thank God he is patient. Because as he did that to that person, he would do the same thing to me. He would be very patient and long-suffering with me. And I make mistakes as well. Thank God for his long suffering. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9 contradicts a lot of ideas in the church. Many Christians thought that God is the reason for people's destruction. In fact, Jesus said, I come to give life and give it more abundantly. But the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But many believers still believe that A lot of problems on earth, a lot of destruction on earth were caused by God because God wanted to teach them some lesson. In fact, the Bible says clearly, He is not willing that any, that none, any, zero, should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God never desires for anybody anywhere, anytime to perish. But he wants all of us to come to repentance. 
We need to follow the word of God, not man's idea. Don't follow the idea or the junk of the devil who say that God is bad and God wants to destroy people. God wants to bless people. God is a good God. But the question is, are there people nowadays that are preaching? Yes. Are there people nowadays that are preaching financially, family-wise, relationship, physical body attacked by sickness and disease, and all kinds of destruction in their life? Are there people who are facing destruction? Yes. And what is the way out from destruction? What is the way out from being destroyed by the enemy and by sin? The way out is repentance. Now, we know that repentance is the way out. My question is, are all people in the world repenting? No. Are all the members of the church repenting? No. That is the fact of life. Not everyone is repenting. And that's why sometimes you see problems in the church. And you see all the problems in the world because not everybody is repenting. And it's not God's plan for them to perish, but they make their own choice. Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 24 to 26. And a servant of the Lord. How many people consider yourself as a servant of the Lord? I consider. Must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach Patient in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, opposition toward God. If God perhaps will grant, will give the gift, grant the gift, them repentance, so that they may know the truth, and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil having been taken captive by him to do his will. Many folks on earth are deceived by the devil, are ignorant, and they cause trouble. They make stupid decisions to cause trouble to themselves. They are their own enemies. They are opposing themselves. They cause their life to be messed up by their own wrong decision or ignorant decision. God say, I want to get you out from the snare of the enemy. God say, you need to acknowledge the truth. Do you know why I spend so much hours to produce teaching like this? Pastor Dark can witness, I spend hours and hours and hours to write lesson, to record lesson, to edit lesson, to put in the YouTube. All day long, I put teaching in the website. Because I realized that people need to acknowledge the truth. And after they acknowledge the truth, they can be free from ignorance. They can be free from deception. And then they can realize that what they are doing is wrong. And they need to accept and admit the wrong things in their life. They can confess it. And then they can come out from destruction. Because God loved them. God used a man like me to prepare all this teaching to help people. Repentance is a gift from God. That's why the Bible used the word, God grants repentance. But God doesn't owe us repentance. We need to hand out, put our hand up to receive from Him and say, God, open my eyes that I see the truth and I will agree with you and admit the fault and I will turn around and do the right thing. When you see your friends, when you see your relative, your spouse or your kids are going the wrong way, your job is not to yell at them, to preach to them, but you are humble, you love them, you try to present the truth to them, and at the same time pray God, could you please open his or her spiritual eyes to see the wrong thing he is doing or she is doing, so that the senses will come back so that the gift of repentance will be received by them and they will turn around and come out from calamity and destruction. This world is full of darkness because the devil is controlling the world. He gives deception. He gives lies. He tries to get people out of the truth, cause unbelief, cause all kinds of problems in life and 
The way that we can get out from this darkness and the snares of the enemy is to receive the truth. We need to be diligent in reading the Bible and hearing the message of the truth and repent as soon as possible. How many people feel like me? One day when I accepted Christ and I read the Bible and I was so thankful, I feel that I woke up from darkness. I woke up from destruction. I did not know Jesus. I did not know the Bible. But American missionaries like Pastor John came to Thailand and preached the gospel to me. And then my eyes were open. And I see, oops, I was on the wrong road. I was going downhill in my destruction right now. Now I received the truth. And the truth set me free. I come to my senses. And I repent. And now I turn back. Around and walk in the life and the light of God. Let's give hand to the American missionaries who go to many countries in the world. I receive the gift of repentance. Amen. God's people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge, ignorance of the word of God, because they are deceived, they are misled, they are tricked and stolen by the enemy. Therefore, do yourself a favor. Please get into the Word of God. Get into the truth and line yourself up with the Word of God. Amen? Amen. What is repentance? There are four Greek words that translate into the word repentance. One of the Greek words translate and it means regret or care afterward. Care afterward. Regret. Everyone say regret. The Bible used the word godly sorrow. Paul said that godly sorrow is different from the sorrow of the world. The sorrow of the world happens when you get caught that you did wrong. But you still do it if you have a chance. But godly sorrow means I am sorry, Lord. I care about what mistake I make. And another word that also translates repentance is the word metamorphosis, which means transformation, which means to change, to reform. Therefore, there are two English words that can describe the word repentance very well. One word is regret. Another word is reform. When you repent, you regret of wrongdoing, or wrong things you have in your life. Two, you change or you reform. It is possible that a Christian can run to the outer call in the front and lay on the ground and cry for half an hour and get up and never repent because he just feels sorry that he get caught, but he never changed and he should go back home to do the same thing Again and again. Is it possible that a person sit in the five hours of counseling, talking to the counselor and pastor about the messy life in their family, but after five hours of counseling, they go back home and they still do the same thing because they never repent. Some people even use five boxes of clinics and still Never repent. They cry and cry in the counseling session, but they go back home and they still do the same thing. They're just sorry because they get caught. I use this principle in counseling people. Listen carefully. If you want to be successful, you want to be successful yourself and you receive counseling, there are a few words you need to follow. Number one, admit it. Everyone say admit it. Admit that you're wrong. Two, quit it. Everyone say, quit it. Number three, forget it. Number one, admit. Everyone say, admit. Two, quit. Three, forget. Don't dwell in the past mistake. When you receive the truth from the counselor or from your leaders, you receive and you say, yes, I am wrong. I admit. I confess. Then I quit it now. I will not waste the time of counseling. 
I'm gonna reform my life. I'm gonna change my life and do it no more. I'm not gonna dwell in it. I'm not gonna just meditating on it. Quit it now and forever, and don't do it again. That is repentance. Amen. If you repent, you can get out from calamity. A lot of time, people keep talking about problem. As a pastor, sometimes people come talk to me. Problems, problem, problem. But they never repent. They never change because they just say like this. You know, I don't like the word sin. People in the society now don't like the word sin. They use the word problems. I have this adultery problem. I have the problem with pornography. They don't use the word sin. They don't want to offend anybody. But actually, it's sin. Period. Sin is to break the law of God. And when you use the first problem, people always come with the next sentence: "I am working on it." What does it mean? I'm working on it. It means I used to flirt with five women, even though I'm married. Now I'm gonna decrease to three. I'm working on it. And then maybe in a few months I decrease to two women. I used to watch pornography five hours a day. I'm working on it now only two hours. Is it repentance? No. Repentance means quit. Period. No if and or but. No excuse. No argument. No reasoning. Quit now and forever. Don't do it again. Then you're gonna come out from calamity. Admit it. Quit it. And forget about it. Obey God. Some of you may say it's not that simple, Pastor. You can say it. It's not simple. I want to say it's simple. Quit. Period. Don't do it again. Very simple. You may say to me, "Oh, I cannot do it." You can. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. The one who is in you is greater than the world. But it's the heart issue. Your heart doesn't want to repent. Your heart wants to still play game, still don't fear God enough, and you keep doing it. Wow! I have to put the seatbelt on now. People start to feel uncomfortable when I come to this point. Don't play game with God. Quit playing game. Quit sinning against God. Don't give all the excuses and say I'm working on it. Please quit doing wrong things, and you gonna take yourself out and your family, your kids out of perishing and calamity and destruction in your life. Amen. Everyone say regret. Everyone say reform. Let me read Matthew chapter 21, 28 to 32. I'm gonna talk about. Two brothers here, but what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, "Son, go work today in my vineyard." He answered and said, "I will not." But afterward, everyone say afterward. The title of the sermon today is "What You Do Afterward." Afterward, he regretted it. And went. Everyone say regret. Afterward, okay. Then he came to the second and said likewise. And he answered and said, "I go, sir." But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said to him, "The first." Jesus said to them, "As surely I say to you, that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness; you mean the religious leader in that generation, or maybe the deacon in the church, the elders in the church today, or the care group leader, or the preacher. And you did not believe him, but tax collectors and harlots believed him. And when you saw it." You did not afterward. Everyone say afterward. Wow! Relent and believe him. The first son rebelled against his father. What the father requested him to do, he missed it at first. By disobeying the will of the father, he knew exactly what the father wanted him to do, and he said, "No, I will not." The command of the father was crystal clear, 
But he said, "No, I will not." His heart eventually bothered him because he disobeyed his father. He realized that he was wrong, and afterward, he regretted of his rebellion. He afterward he regretted, and he changed and repented. We all make mistake. I make mistake as a husband. I make mistake as a pastor. But afterward, when I know that I'm wrong, my heart bothers me. I repent. Afterward, how do we know that this man repented? He went out. The action changed. Regret and change the action. He went out. He did not say. I need to have a counseling session for five hours. I need to work on it for six months. Did he say that? Did he say, "Give me six months to pray about it"? No, he went out right away. He regret and changed right away. This man really repented. He changed right away. How do we know that he repented? He did not spend time thinking about it. He did not waste time on counseling. He obeyed the Father afterward. Matthew 21 verse 30. Then he came to the second and said likewise. And he answered, said, and said, I go, sir. But he did not go. Wow, this is like many Christians in the world. Many Christians have a good talk, have a big talk. Yeah, I got to do this. Yes, I got to do this. Look at me. I know the Bible. Like to talk, 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 talk. But did nothing about their life. Like this second son, he talked well. Yes, I will. But he did not do anything about what he talked. I hope that we are not people who are full of talk, but we are people who do what God tells us to do, more than just talking. Verse 31 says, "Which of the two did the will of his father?" They said to him, "The first." Jesus said to them, "As surely I say to you, that tax collectors and harlots enter the kingdom of God before you." Yesterday, I gave counseling to a man. He is from Mexico. He cried. He turned to Christ in the past two months. And I want to encourage him. I was so I have godly grief in the inside of me. He said that six years ago he brought his wife and family, three kids, to a church, Hispanic church, and eventually, the pastor told the wife that he is a wicked man. Even though he feed the family, he work hard. He may not be perfect, but he did not commit adultery, anything like that. And the pastor told the wife to divorce him and take everything from him. And now the pastor divorced the wife and want to marry his wife. When I listen to that, I say, did anyone talk to the pastor? Did the member talk to the pastor? No, they all just accept it. I feel so grieved on the inside of me. This happened in the church of Jesus Christ. This man, the pastor, did not repent at all. He destroyed a family. This man got mad at God, left the church, and never went back to church until lately. One of our members in that city invited him to come back, and he said, "Now I'm going to start my life again. I'm going to forgive this pastor and forgive my wife, and I'm going to go on with my life to serve the Lord." He repented. He said, "What happened has happened. I will go on with God." Brother and sister, this world is destroyed by the work of the enemy, even. In the local church, that's why I need to preach this sermon. That we need to repent of our sin. Remember this: even though we make mistake, but we don't have to be locked into it, because there is a word afterward. What you do today, what you say today, who you are today, are the result of your choices yesterday and two years ago. Some of us may make poor choices or very lousy decisions, but you don't have to stay in that problem or calamity or destruction. If you make poor choices two years ago, because there is a word afterward. 
after you make wrong choice, you get into trouble. There is a way out afterward. That is to regret and repent and reform. Tax collectors are the sneakiest person in town at that generation. They're very money lover. They cheated. They betrayed their own country. Harlots are not respected by society either. They started very bad, all of them. But afterward, they repented, and Jesus said, "These people who make mistake in the past change, repented, and they enter the kingdom of God before the religious leaders who thought that they never make any mistakes. Even I myself, as a preacher, I have to repent every day." Because I don't want to end up like those religious leaders that enter the. Uh, I don't want to go to hell. In other words, even as a preacher, I need to repent. Amen. I don't want to die soon. I want to live a long life. Matthew twenty one thirty two. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him, but tax collectors and harlots believed him. And when you saw it, you did not afterward relent and believe him. My dear brother and sister, sin is a very, very complex word. Sin means that we break or we rebel against the light of God. The light of God is the way of God or the command of God. And when we sin against God, it means we break the light. And if we don't repent, we're going to lead ourselves into a mess, into chaos. And perish, perishing situation. Romans chapter five verse thirteen. Yes, people sin even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Even before the law of Moses come out, people already sin, but they don't know because they never read the law. But now we have the law here, the Bible. We can know what is sin and what is not sin. When you know the Bible, you know what is right and what is wrong. Don't try to argue with the Bible. James chapter four verse seventeen. This is another good one. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. When Pastor John know the calling of his life to go to Philippines. God kept working on his heart to go, and if he say no, he still stay here to do his work. He sin against God. He know what is right to do, but he did not do it. If God called me to be a pastor, and I reject his calling, I did not kill anybody. I did not rob any bank. I did not commit adultery. I did not watch pornography. I did not do any bad things. But I did not do what I ought to do. I sin against God. So do we sin all the time? Yes, we sin all the time. But we have a chance to come out afterward. After we realize that we are like these Pharisees and Sadducees and religious leaders, we should make a decision afterward to repent and to regret. We should do what God called us to do. We should not procrastinate, just like this religious leader. Do you know that no one go to hell because they lie, because they steal, or they rob a bank? No one go to hell because they sin, because all the sins of the world has, was put on Jesus already. Jesus has paid the price for every man's sin, including the non-believers, including the people in the world. People don't go to hell because they sin. Actually, people go to hell because they fail. To repent, and they fail to accept the gift of Jesus Christ, who paid the price for them. So, everyone sin, including me. Now I still sin every day. I do this and that. I did wrong because I don't know the Bible. Everything, I still sin against God. But the reason I don't go to hell because I accept Jesus and I repent of my sin every time I know that I sin against God. Amen. Repentance is the way out. No matter what kind of sin you committed, repentance is the way out. No matter how bad the situation is, you may be in a big mess right now, 
I listened to the testimony of a couple in San Diego. The man lived in America illegally. The police put chain on his leg already. Plan to send him back to Mexico. He has a detecting machine to go everywhere so that the government can find him. He was in drug, smoking, lose job on the street. And one day he ran to the altar, and he said, "God, I repent." And I want to change. This is a true story. His name is Alex. He repented. After that, the government say, "Okay, we give you green card. You can stay." After that, he got a job. The first job he did was to be the busboy in the restaurant, and he break all the glasses on the floor because his feet are so weak, and he has bad disease on his feet. He cannot walk well because he was on drug. He broke all the glasses. And afterward, he became the manager of that restaurant. Can you imagine? Because this man repent, he came to our camp two years ago. All the disease on his feet healed completely. Now he got married. His wife is doing well. The whole family now. The mom got saved. The dad just got saved. Yesterday, the brother got saved, and the wife of the brother got saved. The sister got saved and just finished the Bible school. From one man who repent, blessing came into the whole family. Came out from street, came out from drugs, came out from sickness and disease. All the sickness in the family is gone now, just because of repentance. Simple. He came out from calamity because he repent. We need to repent quickly. How fast should we repent? Quick, don't wait, don't procrastinate. You ought to be quick in believing, in repenting, in responding to the word of God. You remember Peter? Peter has a problem with his tongue. He always say wrong thing. When Jesus came to him to wash his feet, he say right away, out of mistake, he say, "Don't wash my feet, Master." Then Jesus say, "If you don't allow me to wash your feet," You have no part with me. He repented right away. He said, "Jesus, I'm sorry. Wash my head too. Wash my hand too, and wash my feet too." Peter repented right away. That should be the way of our lifestyle. We may say some wrong thing because we don't watch our mouth. But once we know what happened, what we should do, repent quickly and change right away. I would like to go. Can I go on for 15 more minutes? Oh, okay. Are you glad to be here? Yes. Okay. Don't run away. I would like to read about a story of a couple. Acts chapter 4, 32 t o 37. Talk about the multitude of people believe, were win in one heart, great power of the apostles, and then people sold their land. They brought the proceed of the things they was that was sold, laid them at the apostle feet, and the money was used to help the poor for the mission for the work of God. And one of the brother who did that was Barnabas. Barnabas was very famous in the church at that time because he sold the land and he gave all the money he sold to the church. He was a very generous man. He was very honored by the whole New Testament. Church in Jerusalem. You need to understand that in the church in Jerusalem at that time, there was a move of God, like what happened to our church now. The Holy Spirit was so strong; signs and wonders happened. These members saw the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, saw the fire of God fell down. They saw the healings and miracles and everything. The move of God was so strong. And look at what happened in Acts chapter 5, verses 1 to 6. But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold a possession, and he kept back part of the proceeds. His wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? Why it remain? Was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? 
Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. Boom! Sudden death. Might be aneurysm rupture. Might be heart attack. I don't know. But he dropped dead. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him. Ananias and Sapphira sold their land too. And they came in an agreement. They both know what they're doing. Not only one side. Husband and wife come in agreement that, okay, we sold the land $100,000. We're not going to tell anybody. We're going to give to the church $70,000. And we're going to tell the church we give this, all the, the money we get from this land is $70,000. It's not about money. It's not about $70,000 or $100,000. It's about lying and pride. And self-promotion. They saw that Barnabas was very famous of giving money to the church. They came to Peter and they want to be famous too. They want to show off, look at me. Even worse, the husband gave money without the wife standing there. He just went to himself, not even the wife. The wife is somewhere. Three hours later, the wife show up. The husband show up first. This is all the proceed that I... It came from the selling of the land. It's not about the amount of money. You need to understand. It's about pride and it's about despising the holy things of God. Do you know that tithing is holy? Do you know that the money you give to God in the church is holy? Do you know that worship is holy? Do you know that the church of God is holy? And if you despise the things of God, you are sinning against God. And God take it seriously. They lie to the apostle. They think that man will not know everything. It's true. I don't know everything about your life. God may give me the word of knowledge, but the word of knowledge is not the full sentence. It's only part of the knowledge. You can lie to me, pastor. I don't need to tell you what I'm doing. But you cannot lie to God. You cannot deceive God. When you lie to God, God knows you lie. So that's what happened to this couple. They lied to God, to the Holy Spirit. And Peter tried to give them an opportunity to repent. Peter asked the question, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land yourself? What should he do? Should he kneel down and say in front of everybody, humble himself? He may be embarrassed in front of people. He say, I'm sorry. I lied. I'm sorry. I have a wrong heart. What happened to me? I'm so prideful. I want the position. I want recognition in the church. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I believe if he did that, the whole story will change. But Ananias was stiff-necked, heart and heart, tight his mouth, he just smiled. He did not know that Peter knew by the Holy Spirit. Boom, dropped dead. God punished him right away. He was judged by God. And the body was in the ground a few minutes later. And they did not even have any memorial service. They did not even sing a special song for him. He's gone. Three hours later, the wife showed up, Sapphira. Sapphira walked in, did not know that the husband already dead. Again, Peter gave her a chance. In verse 7, it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Verse 8, and Peter answered her, Tell me, now Peter gave her another chance. Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, she lied now. Yes, for so much. Did Peter give her the chance to repent? Should she kneel down on the ground on her knee and say, I'm sorry, I lied. Could you please forgive me? She didn't do that. She lied again. And what happened? 
she dropped dead as well. She's gone, and fear come upon the whole church. I believe that after this incident, lies had decreased so much in that church. I believe. God told me this: you have to be careful in the church with the fire, with revival. Number one, people are going to leave this church because their flesh could not stand the strong teaching or the move of the Holy Spirit. They leave; they cannot stand here. This is not popular in America. This kind of church is popular in third world country because people come into the kingdom of God. Flesh, they want to repent. They love the move of God. In America, people don't like this kind of message. Don't like the move of God. Two demons in people want to take them out right away. Three. If you stay and you don't repent, you can face the same thing, like Ananias and Sapphira. I don't want to drop dead either, because the stronger the move, the stronger judgment, because you despise the blessing that God gave to the church. That is the presence of God. You need to be careful to repent right away. Then Peter said to her, verse nine: How is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Sapphira also died because she lied to the Holy Spirit. She lied to the kingdom of God. She despised the holy things of God. Now I'm going to conclude this teaching. The question is: Can a Christian sin and be judged? By God, I believe that Ananias and Sapphira went to heaven. I believe they were born again Christian. I believe they were might be filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongue too. But they were judged; they were dead at the spot. Can a Christian, even though we have the grace of God around us, even though Jesus paid the price, died for our sin, forgive us, shed His blood? And we are living in the grace, but when we deliberately sin against God, even though God warns us again and again and again, and we refuse and be unwilling to repent, can we be judged like Ananias and Sapphira? Even though we don't go to hell, we go to heaven after we die. Can we be judged? Acts chapter five verse ten. Then immediately she fell down. At her, his feet, at Peter's feet, and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead, and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. My dear brother and sister, the Bible say in First Corinthians chapter eleven verse thirty-one: For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. If we repent, regret. After we make mistake, don't be stiff-necked, don't be hard-hearted, don't shut your mouth and not never open your mouth and say sorry and confess. We as believer can be judged. Why we are judged? Not judged to go to hell. We are judged so that we will not be judged with the world, which means go to hell. First Corinthians eleven thirty-two. But when we are judged. We mean believers in Corinth. We mean believers in New Hope International Church. When we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord. God spank us, so that we will not lose our salvation. If this go on, and Ananias and Sapphira keep doing this, eventually they may lose their salvation because their attitude start to go off. They start to use God's name in vain. They begin to walk in pride. That we may not be condemned with the world. If, as a believer, we keep sinning and we don't repent, we're gonna pay the price. We will perish and don't blame God. The judgment will come on us. Yes, we die one day. We don't go to hell. We go to heaven because we receive forgiveness of God. We believe in Jesus, but we will not live a fool. Blessed life on earth, because we are judged by God. Judgment come because we don't repent. Repentance is the way out from perishing. 
Repentance is the way out from destruction. Amen. Are you getting this? Or you say I don't care what you talk about for one hour. I don't care. I'll keep doing what I want to do. Repent as fast as you can. Okay. Some of you may not do like Ananias sufferer. You don't sell land and cheat money. But maybe you have the habit of complaining. You complain all the time. Maybe you have a habit of not being responsible for God asks you to do. God tells you to do this. You just keep procrastinating. Repent as soon as possible, and you can come out from poor reaching. God is long suffering. He may wait. He may wait long time. He keep waiting for you to repent. He is long suffering, but one day. If you don't repent, that day gonna come. It may take 10 years. It may take 20 years before the judgment comes. But God keep warning you, keep talking to you, either through friends or through the sermon, and you just stiff neck. I don't care. I do what I want. Judgment will come one day, and don't blame God. Amen. If you want to be protected by God. From the attack of the enemy, you need to repent as soon as possible. How many people promise God that you're going to live a repentant life from now on? If God warned you something by the Holy Spirit, or God speak to you through the Bible, or God speak to you through the sermon, you say, "God, I repent right now. No if and or but. I'm sorry, Lord. I regret. I quit, and I forget about it, and I move on. I will not." Say I'm working on it. I regret and change right now. I want to say one thing quickly. I'm sorry today. I take a long time. I want to say one thing, especially those who are in the position of teaching, leading in the church, worship leader, teacher, lay hand on people. You are working in the position of leadership in the church. I want to tell you. God will take that more seriously. If you don't repent and you hold authority to preach the word, to be on the pulpit, to hold on the microphone, or to lead the group, God gonna really take you seriously, because you are leading people to destruction if you don't repent. You have to be careful. Number two, husband, leader in the home. You need to understand this. You repent as soon as possible, because that will save your wife and your kids. Any destruction to a person who have a domino effect to other people around. That's why, as a husband, I really fear God. I don't want my wife and my kids and grandkids to get the domino effect of my sin. You look in the Bible. Everyone who sin, Abraham, King David sin, his son die. You remember the story? Anyone in the Bible sin affect the children and the grandchildren. Everyone else get affected, negative effect because the man did not fear God. Husband, fear God, please, and repent as soon as possible. Amen. Maybe I should ask the husband to stand up. And repent right now. All the husband, could you please stand up? All the leaders too, all the people who have responsibility to teach in this church, could you please stand up and repent of your sin? I'm going to give you a few seconds to say sorry to God. Father, thank you, Lord, that we have an opportunity. The word afterward, we make mistake. We have sinned against you. We don't fear you enough. We don't love you enough. Father, forgive us. We will not play game anymore, Lord. 
we want to change. We regret of the mistake we make. Grant us, Lord, the gifts of repentance. All the men in this room, give them the fear of God, that they will not play game. They will love their family and their church enough to quit sinning against you. They don't want to have domino effect of God's judgment upon. The family, Father, forgive us. Help us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness by the blood of Jesus. Take away the stony heart. Soften our neck. Humble us, Lord. We judge ourselves, so that we will not be judged by you, Lord. We are so fearful of your judgment. Help us, Lord, to walk righteously in everything we do. Make wise choices and decisions. In life, thank you, Lord. I believe, as we repent, we come out from perishing and destruction. May the blessing of Abraham flow into us and into our children and grandchildren, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, let's all stand up and sing. Change my heart, O oh God, together. Let's spend this time all together to get right with God. Is ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May it be like you. The Potter. I am the clay. Oh, me and make me. This is what I pray. Change us, Lord. Change my heart, oh God. May. Ever true, change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. You are the Potter. You are the Change my heart, oh God. 
every time I sin against you, or we sin against you, correct us, Lord. Show us the way. We promise you, Lord, from today on, March 12, year 2017, we will be the kind of Christians who shall repent quickly, regret quickly, quit quickly. We fear you, and we don't want to play game with you anymore. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of repentance and the way out from destruction and being perished. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. This morning, if you're not sure that you are saved. As I say, people don't go to hell because they sin, but because they reject the forgiveness of God and they don't repent. If this morning you say, "Yes, I know, I have sinned, I have done wrong," and you said, "I don't want to be destroyed, I want to go to heaven," why don't you pray with me right now? Follow my prayer. Father in heaven, I admit, Lord, that I have sinned against you. I ask you for forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, that your Son Jesus Christ paid for my sin. I receive this gift, the grace of God, the forgiveness of sin. I receive Jesus. Into my life as my savior right now. I will walk with you. Give me strength. Give me the Holy Spirit that I can repent every day. I, I can live a life that pleases you every single day until I meet you. In heaven, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless your name. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord bless all of you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.